the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Throughout our Lenten journey, we have with us three paths through the Old Testament. You can sit down. These three paths are Genesis, Proverbs, and the book of Isaiah. Creation and the patriarchs of Israel. Proverbs, the wisdom that God revealed to Solomon, but also in many ways to the rest of the world. And then Isaiah, the great prophet. When we think of Proverbs, you may think of a lot of witty sayings. Things like Benjamin Franklin type sayings, right? Penny earned is a penny saved. Penny saved is a penny earned the other way around. All these little witty things. The book of Proverbs, if you've dipped into it, you may have thought, this is just a collection of witty little things. But if you actually pay attention to the beginning of the book of Proverbs, it starts off saying, who is the author? Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. We have given to us wisdom from the king, from the one who is to be the wisest in scripture. And it is throughout the book of Proverbs that we are given an echo of the path that we should trod and the path that those that are seeking blood, seeking pleasure, seeking their own ends, want us to come and follow them. <coughs> this gets right to the heart of Genesis and Isaiah as well. It is, we tend to want to read during Lent, Genesis, there's a lot of interesting stories. You get to Isaiah and we get great poetic visions of the Messiah and the Messianic age in Proverbs. You go back to that, okay, there's some witty little lines. But Proverbs is deeper than that because it is the wisdom that comes from the very beginning that flows from as uh, we see in the light, because when the priest comes out with the light and the censer in between the reading of the Old Testament passages, that is a sign, that is a clue to the faithful that the Old Testament scriptures, the scriptures themselves, are unlocked. The light that comes from them is found in Jesus Christ. And Proverbs has all of the wisdom of our Lord if you would seek and find it. It is the path that Adam should have trod. It is the path that the patriarchs should have trod and tried treading. And in Isaiah, it is the redemption, the restoration back to that path. That God's wisdom, what man and woman are supposed to become, are found there in Proverbs. St. John Chrysostom, in his commentary, talking about 
the Proverbs. He discerns within, and I highly encourage you, if you were to just print out, and I hate to say this, but if you print out from OCA.org, you're going to get the New King James Version. You're going to get the Hebrew translation. But that's not what Chrysostom is reading, and that is not reflected in his commentary. So you might need to look up, not might, you need to look up the Septuagint, because you're going to find things there that inform the way the fathers think and the way the services reflect it. In Proverbs 1, St. John Chrysostom finds that in discerning the path, the right path, that also means that we need to be aware of the other path, because there's two paths, again echoing the rest of Scripture. There's the path of life and the path of death. And it is in the subtlety of the deceit of the other path that we need to learn its ways, but we especially need to learn its ways so that we can be able to better discern the path that we should be on. This is why wisdom calls out. It's why wisdom uh, puts out riddles. Proverbs talks about wisdom personified. It's saying, come, let me speak to you, and I'm going to turn words. And Christism says, you know, you've got the sophists who like to turn a lot of words. We have a lot of people who like to turn words. Words that can turn any which way, if you live long enough, you realize that you can spin almost anything. But wisdom calls out and says, discern, let me show you actual wisdom. The reading that we had this evening underlines for us our need to receive the words of wisdom, to hear wisdom calling out to us, God's path, God's wisdom. And in the first verse of chapter 2 of Proverbs, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her wisdom as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. First, we have to receive the words. And then treasure them, at least in the Hebrew, but in the Greek you get a shading of meaning that is conceal those words within you. Now, conceal does not mean that we are hiding the path of wisdom, what we've come to understood that wisdom has communicated to us. But when you treasure something, what do you do with that treasure? Do you put it out on display that everybody can come and gawk at it and poke at it and look at it? No. You conceal it. You hide it. You put it into the depths of your heart if it's something that is precious to you. You see this reflected in the Sermon on the Mount when our Lord says, do not throw, cast your pearls before swine. Right? Because what are the swine going to do? They don't understand what a pearl is. They're going to turn and they're going to rend you. Those who are on the path of wisdom, who are listening to God, who are trying to discern the wisdom of God, treasure within their hearts because they know in concealing that treasure that there are scoffers. There are those that want to, to twist things. There are those that are enticing throughout the first chapter. You have, come, let us shed blood. Because if we shed blood, if we go and rob and we do these things, you can get a little bit of money. Or the other path, 
down the crooked path is a woman who is enticing, saying, come, lie down with me. This is later in Proverbs. My husband's gone. We can have a good little time. You'll know nothing about it. The way of wisdom is the concealment and treasuring of what God has for us. As we incline our ears to wisdom and apply our hearts, this requires us to cry out for discernment, to be able to see through the fog, the fog of all that is out there and actually discern what is true, good, and beautiful. This requires us to lift up our voice. This requires us to desire wisdom like silver. St. John Chrysostom, when he says, if you're going out to look for silver or for gold or any precious metal, you don't just pan a little bit, get a little bit. Well, he doesn't say pan, but I'm... <laughs> They didn't, I don't think they really panned for gold back then. Maybe they did. I'm not really up on my 4th century uh, gold digging. Uh, if you get a little bit, what are you going to do? You have to go back and find the vein, right? So that, St. John says, you're going to dig, and you're going to dig, and you're going to dig. You're going to search. You're going to burn within you to find that precious metal. This is what wisdom, God's wisdom, is for us. It is something that we are going to apply ourselves to, that we are going to act upon. These two paths end at the end of chapter 1 and, end, and here in the end of chapter 2 that we have this evening appointed for us. It reflects what God told <laughs> to Israel and Deuteronomy, that there is the path of following God's law and commandments that is blessing, and there is the path that is not following his law that is cursed. For the upright will dwell the land, and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. The path of wisdom has, is a hard road. Yes, wisdom calls out, and if you're here, you are seeking wisdom. You are seeking to discern her voice, as we find especially within the scriptures, within the life of the church. And there is going to be those who want to entice us, who want to trick us, who want to make us scoffers, who want to make us veer off the path. But we should remember, as Israel did in Deuteronomy, in repeating the law and pledging again, renewing the pledge that had been given to Moses and having to do it again, that they would listen and heed the word of the Lord, that they would apply themselves to keeping the commandments, because that is how we receive the land. That is how we receive the inheritance. That is how we are blessed. Whether there are scoffers, whether there is conflict, whether we suffer for the path of wisdom, that is the path that brings us into the promised land. May we, as we continue through this Lenten journey, this Lenten path, seek God's wisdom in the services of the church, in the practices and disciplines of the church, in Holy Scripture as we mine, as we dig for God's wisdom in his scripture and those that can provide that wisdom to us so that we can stay on the narrow way of our Lord and enter into that promised land. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.